this is Recipes for Happiness, and I'm your host and creator of the show, Morgan Mitchell. Let's get started with today's episode. All right, welcome to Recipes for Happiness. Today I have my dear friend Asher Boradale, nurse practitioner with us, and I'm super excited for you to be here. Thank you. I'm excited too. Okay, so let's get started. I invited you on today because um, we became friends about a year and a half ago, and we kind of fell into this amazing friendship. And through becoming friends, I've learned so much about you. And one of the things that I love the most is how you have this background in nutrition, and it's kind of pivoted into all these different parts of your career. And so I wanted you to come on and just kind of share your story about your career, how you went from having this degree in nutrition and now being a nurse practitioner. And um, you just seem so happy with your job. And I I, I just think that it has a lot to do with you, with your career growing as you've grown as a person. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get into it. Okay. Well, to preface this, when you said that introduction, it makes me think about how you could start your working career thinking you're made to do one thing and end up in a totally different field and you would never have been led there if you didn't have a journey to get there. So exactly what you just said with the introduction, um, I just, you know, if anybody's listening that doesn't feel like, you know, they're a little disillusioned with what they're doing, I hope that my story can give you some ideas that you don't always have to stay in something just because you were educated in one, in one aspect of science or philosophy or art or whatever you may like to do. Yeah, so let's start back when you were a kid because um, from the stories that you've told me, like you nutrition wasn't something where like throughout your whole life you were like, I'm going to be a nutritionist, I'm going to get into health, I'm going to get into the medical field. It, it doesn't seem like that was something that was on your radar really no. in the beginning. No, I was an overweight kid didn't play any sports. Um, I didn't really know why I was overweight. Um, and I, you know, through your adolescence, you just, you know, with children being as nasty as they could be, um, I had just had enough one day and I decided I was going to lose weight and I didn't really know what to do other than eat less. So that's what I did. Um, and I was able to lose weight Um, but did not have a healthy relationship with food at all. I was intimidated. I was, I would make myself, I would feel bad if I ate too much, if I thought I ate too much, or if I went over my caloric allotment for that day that I thought I needed to have. Um, so it did not start as the most healthy relationship with food, but, um, over time I decided that I wanted to focus on it because it was so intriguing to me. Um, how you can grow your body and your health um, with choosing your lifestyle choices. And I think that when we were growing up in the 80s and 90s, there there wasn't that much emphasis put on nutrition. Like if you wanted to go on a diet, it was all really about starving your body. And it wasn't really about filling your body with nutritious food. Right. Right. And so I feel like as... 
um, as we've gotten older and as science and health has changed, that nutrition component also has played a different role mm-hmm. in things Definitely. as well. I remember as a kid having a sticker collection. Everybody had a sticker book. And, you know, in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, well, it was late 80s, really, um, I had the sticker book. And I remember having diet stickers. I actually made stickers for children that were um, related to diet. And one I remember said, um, thin, thin people have, don't have willpower, they have won't power. And that was designed for children to play with, these stickers. And it, I don't know why that just came into my head, but it makes me, um, gives me memories back then that yes, it was not about uh, nutrition. It was about how little can you eat and how small can you get. Yeah. So, okay. So this happened when you were a kid mm-hmm. and then you kind of get into your teenage years and your um, college years and, and what kind of happened? Well, in college, I, you know, I, I decided I wanted to be a nutritionist and help other people um, get optimal nutrition and learn all about the vitamins and the minerals and, and the chemistry of food and work in a hospital with clinical nutrition and um, teach everybody on how to be the most perfect, perfect diet they could have and you know, I was just so gung-ho, but then when I started to actually work, and I did work at the USDA in Maryland for um, a few years through college and after college, um, and then I did work in a clinical environment after that job, um, I started to understand that it's not so easy just to tell somebody about nutrition and what they should be doing to, to help their chronic illness, because you have to frame it in a manner that, that makes sense to them and speaks to them so they can utilize the information you give them effectively. And how is it working at the USDA? I feel like that's something that we always see on labels and everything, but I, you know, I never really think about what it would be like to actually work for the, the USDA. Well, I don't want to bash the government organization, but, um, <laughs> You know, knowing things that I know now after reading, uh, you know, I I still love nutrition and I do um, still work on the fringes of nutrition with the work I do now. Um, I worked in a in a facility that ran human nutrition studies that were looking to validate hypotheses about certain um, parts of food, whether it's soy, what does soy do or what does uh, cholesterol do or what does barley do to a person to uh, with respect to different uh, chem- chemical reactions in their body and I realized that that it's not about one particular food it's the whole matrix of what you're doing that's going to affect your health not ingesting one type of food over time and so with what we were doing there, I don't necessarily believe that they would be effective in any way to maintain or to enhance health. Yeah. Okay. And so you get this degree, you get this job at the USDA, and then what kind of made you decide to grow um, your career into nursing and to kind of pivot? Well, um, I would never have thought in a million years I would want to be a nurse um, until I got a job in a continuing care facility 
where we, we had um, independent people that were retired that moved from that status to a assisted living status and then to a nursing home. So it was a continuance of care. Um, it's a whole community. And when I, as a nutrition manager, when I would interact with the nurses in the skilled nursing unit, I found that what I found to be very um, intriguing that they knew not just about foods that patients should have, but they knew about the person's personality and their families and medicines they were taking, all these integrative um, aspects of of taking care of somebody's health and how to read lab work and, and how to interpret radiology tests and how to apply that to the care of the patient. I found myself drawn to them and interested to do what they were doing. And I made my decision and I was at a crossroads at one point to either pursue diet, a dietetics internship or go to nursing school. And I had to make a decision. I was offered both and I was able to do both at the same time. And I had to choose one or one or the other. And I made my decision to go to nursing because I thought it would be an easier, um, easier to get a job in that field. And I definitely made the right choice. Um, I pursued an associate's degree at first so I could get into the field quickly and made my way as a brand new nurse into an emergency department in Maryland, of which I loved and adored and still miss um, doing, but it was truly the right decision. And, and like I said, that's, that's a, that's a five year span from thinking I was made to be a nutritionist into definitely um, working with the right career as being a nurse. That's really amazing. So you become a nurse and you're working in one of the busiest hospitals in Maryland in Definitely. this huge ER and Definitely. some of the stories that you've told me, I'm, you know, it, it was, was it, it was basically a trauma unit too, wasn't it? It was a level two trauma center, but we saw, you know, we were near the water. We were in Annapolis. So we saw, um, we had a lot of uh, trauma from, from water accidents. We had drownings. We had, um, um, Naval Academy near us. We had um, a, a people from an inner city and rural communities coming in with um, injuries and complaints that you would get from all all aspects of communities. So yeah. we really had a, a good um, mixture of patients and different socioeconomic status of people coming in. So I love this um, this part. I was actually really excited to get to this. So when I met you, you had moved down here um, because your husband got a job down here. And you were actually like almost done. I would say three quarters of the way done with your nurse, like to become a nurse practitioner. And you tell this story about the stone. <laughs> and so if we can talk about this, because yeah. I think that... One of the things, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, but that just really stuck with me about you and your career is it really is like when we talk about nursing, um, I just want to say this, like your whole face lights up. Like it's just like it, you're just all about it. And there's so many people out there that when they talk about their careers, it's like 
it's cool, you know, it's like they do it, but at the same time, they're just not super happy. And with you, I know that there's good days and bad days, but you can just tell that it really is such a passion of yours. So let's talk about this story. Okay, so there's this, this, this is the story of the progress stone, is what we call it. <laughs> um, so we moved to Florida. This is now many years into my nursing career. I worked in this emergency department in Maryland. Um, my husband's job opportunity brought us to Florida. Um, I believe I was getting very burnt out of the emergency environment. I started to work at one in a local hospital here in uh, Palm, Beach, uh, Palm Beach County in Florida, South Florida. And I was becoming concerned because I wasn't gung-ho about going to work every day like I used to be. And um, I ended up leaving one hospital, going to another because I wasn't satisfied. And um, I was working in a procedural unit. Um, it was a, a GI unit where we do endoscopy, colonoscopies um, for, for patients for various reasons. And um, this hospital system that I work in would send all of their staff to these wellness um they were calling wellness retreats, but it was within our building. Um, and they were a two day, I think it was a two day program all day long, um, talking about how to take care of yourself so you can take better care of others. And at first you think, you know, this is a cliche, annoying, obligatory class, but it turned out to, if I didn't take this class, I wouldn't have ended up doing what I'm doing now. Um, because at the tail end of this class, we were given a bucket of river rocks that each had a word on it. We were told to go around the room with this bucket and take a rock and then not to look at the rock, just pick one out and look at it and pass the bucket along. And I picked up when it was time for me, I picked up my stone and I looked at it and it's, it had the word progress on it. And I looked at it and I immediately concluded that I need to go back to school. Be, and I, I, I truly believe that if I did not get that stone, I would have, I would have prolonged this inevitable thing or not done it at all. And very soon after that, I re-enrolled in school for my master's in nursing. And I did, and I proceeded to uh, complete that in two years during the COVID era, which was not the most <laughs> fun uh, time to be in a clinical environment. <laughs> yeah. Especially with a new career that you're starting um, in, in, in patient clinical care. Yeah. And that kind of led you to your current job, which is working for an amazing gastro doctor. I work with a, a gastro practice that I love. Um, I, it's actually even more perfect because I'm able to utilize my nutrition knowledge and my updated nutrition knowledge because it's definitely changed over the past 25 years, which is when I was in school the first time. So it's a, taking two passions of mine in my life and merging them together and able to still practice my nursing and and sometimes be in the hospital. It's just an ideal situation for me that I adore. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I just love your story because you really, I mean, whether it's God or the universe or you know, whoever you believe guides you um, just to really like listen in when you got that progress stone, the progress stone story. The to progress me is just, stone is pivotal. It's pivotal. 
I still um, have the stone. It's in my console of my car. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, you know, there's so many of us that get these signs or, mm-hmm. you know, we pick up, I don't know, something equivalent to a progress stone and mm-hmm. we just kind of ignore it. Mm-hmm. And it really could be life changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we talk a little bit just for any of the parents out there? Um, I, I was just thinking about this while we were talking about going back to school when you have a family is that something that like we could talk about Um, a little bit like how was it for you how you know well it was not easy um i did wait initially when i went back to school for the associates in nursing um i i finished that degree before i wanted to wanted to get pregnant and have a baby um the second degree here, this master's degree, um, again, it was kind of an opportune time because my daughter was able to feed herself, dress herself, um, you know, be a little more independent. So I did not have to lend as much um, physical attention on her. And I was able, actually very fortunate that during COVID, my hospital unit was closed. So I had time to, I had a forced time to spend more time on my schoolwork on the computer at home. Um, and I'm again, blessed that, uh, financially, um, we were able to do that as well. Yeah. And your daughter who is now going into high school, um, she's amazing. And we always laugh because like you and I have, we've made this special friendship and a lot of things we do, like we'll go to the grocery store together <laughs> and we'll go grocery shopping at Trader Joe's and she, she legit will make fun of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. She, Cause right, we're nerds and we don't know what we're doing and we're, we don't we're know what cool. to wear and we don't know what to say. Yeah. We're not cool. Just like we did with our, our mothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I just, Like I said, I just think that your story is fantastic. Do you have any recommendations for any nurses out there, anybody um, in the medical field or maybe even not in the medical field that are just thinking about taking this next step, whether it's, you know, getting your master's degree or pivoting and going into a different area? Do you have any recommendations for them? Um, what I do recommend if, if that's you, and I'm sure there's a lot of people like me that are listening to this. Um, you know, we, again, years ago, people would go into a career, do that job for 40 years and retire with a pension. Now we have options that we don't have to do that. We always can have, um, some sort of an option. If you can network with somebody in a field that you're interested in and try to shadow um, and 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 look to see if it, of, of what your possible interest ignites a spark in you or you feel yourself gravitating at work to somebody else's um, role, that's when I think you should listen to that intuition and and think about following it and figuring out what you can do to get there. That's your cue to take that, that, um, that exit off your highway. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And what I'm going to do for anybody out there that would like to reach out to Asher, because you really 
have so much information, your wealth of information, really, um, especially not only for people that are in the medical industry that are interesting, interested in pivoting to something else within the medical industry or the medical field, but also for um, nutrition and just um, health and what to eat. And hopefully, we always joke around that you're going to be on here monthly, but I really think that you are because <laughs> um, because I would I do want to do another podcast with you. I'm going to call it right now while we're on here to have you come back so that we can do a whole another episode about nutrition and dieting and what to eat because um, it really is all integrated in itself and working yeah. out and everything. And you just have a really stellar outlook on all of that. So if anybody would like to reach out to Asher, I'm going to put her contact information in the show notes. Um, and she will be available and she loves answering emails. Um, she has no social media, but she will, but she will answer emails. And I'm sure for any nurses specifically that have any questions, you, you have a love for the nurses. I have a major love for nurses, any kind of nurse, any t- sort of caregiver. If you, and you know, I'm no, I'm no expert, but I can offer what I know. And if you have a question, a career question or a um, question about anything related to nursing that I could help you with, I would be more than ecstatic to hear from you. And I, we could talk even on the phone. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. And um, I will talk to everybody soon. If you liked today's podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend. And if you would like to reach out to me, you can find me at Instagram at Recipes for Happiness Podcast or through Gmail at Recipes for Happiness at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.